0: The Down Below podcast was our last, best hope, to analyze. We failed. But in the year of the Spoiler War, it became something greater. Our last best hope for answers. The year is 2015. The show, down below.
1: Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Down Below, a Babylon Five intro cast. I will. I'm Man.
2: I'm Heidi. I'm Elizabeth.
1: Yay, we're all back together. <laughs>
2: <We're> together again.
1: <laughs> Today we are joined by a first-time visitor to Down Below. Say hello to Derek. Hey, hey. along hey, Derek. Oh, go
3: long. Thank hey, you, Jesse. Okay. Okay. I am actually a podcast. Um, this is my first ever, ever, ever podcast, so.
4: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, uh, nice.
3: Um, please be, well, you guys are always nice, but especially nice to uh, a <clears throat> podcast
1: for <laughs> Of yeah, course, we're not always nice. We <laughs> just edit it to make it seem like we're nice. That's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were glad we actually were able to have you in an episode. I know you were traveling. I think. Yeah. I tra- uh, tell us how you came to know our show, Babylon Five.
3: Um. Let's see. It was 1998 for me. My first okay. go round in graduate school. And I was in South Carolina for the summer and God, it was hot. It was oh, yeah. like miserable. Sorry. No offense to Mississippi. I know, but wow. So, um, and luckily the family I was staying with, I was doing a lab internship and, uh, I had some family friends and they actually had cable, which was, you know, this big fancy thing for a graduate student. And um I saw this show on TNT called Babylon Five and I thought, Wow, that's really cool and then I went away and back to school and then a couple of years later, um I was up in rural Wisconsin working and there's basically nothing to do. So (laughs) one of (laughs) the Yeah. Um one of the first things uh, I got Netflix, because well, yeah, that's about all you can do. And uh one of the first series I remembered was Babylon Five. So I actually I saw a couple of really. I saw one of the movies, Third Space, I think it was, which the title isn't spoilery at all, so I guess I can say that. But and then I just ran through it once and fell in love with it and bought the set and now I think I'm on the fourth time with you guys now. So.
5: Oh, awesome. that's good. Yeah, you of say, what was the um first episode you caught then?
1: The, uh, can you say? <laughs> the
5: yeah. Best, I um well the the back
3: in back in the old days um. Yeah, yeah, when I, you first found it. Uh, Third Space,
5: actually, the movie. Oh, uh-huh. so, so yep. Arthur, Third Space was your first exposure. That's, that's interesting because I think they were all designed to bring new viewers in as well. Yep, they did, sort of, eventually. Um, once
3: I had uh, cable and Netflix and all that wonderful stuff. See,
1: so. um, B5 used to be on Netflix. Why can't it be on there again?
3: I know. <laughs> It's kind of.
1: This annoying.
2: is Netflix like,
1: DVDs though, right? I thought it used to be streaming. Oh
2: really?
5: Maybe I'm oh. wrong. Yeah. I think so. Well, Netflix is, it... is really weird with what it decides to stream.
0: Yeah. It well, it's all about who they can, what licensing they can get, yeah, yeah. And all this stuff. So.
3: Yeah.
1: What they think people want to watch, and
0: you know.
3: My guilty pleasure right now on Netflix is this. Is so sad, but Saved by the Bell.
0: So,
2: nice.
3: <laughs> uh, What's guilty
2: about it? No kidding.
1: I don't, there's, there's nothing wrong with that.
3: I should be watching Buffy or some other great show that I've never seen. I've never seen <gasps> Buffy.
0: Well, oh. I would. Yes. Yes. You need to do that.
3: So, I know. Yeah. Really,
1: Move that to the top. So of the don't list, find yeah. yourself
5: going on to the college years of say, well, well, go straight to Buffy <laughs> That's right. you Skip the college. series. Good. Goodbye, Zach. Hello,
1: Buffy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Buffy and Kyle. Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, Well, today we are here to discuss episode 4 of season 3, Passing Through Gethsemane. But first, here's an ISN special report.
5: ISN News Update Today, the murderer only known as Mr. M, underwent his sentence of death of personality. He will now serve the community he so grievously wronged. Given the victim in this circumstance... Brother Edward, formerly Charles Dexter, the Black Rose Killer, had also undergone mind wipe. There has been no stop in controversy within this case and there have been calls, especially from within Eurozone nations, for the death of personality punishment to undergo serious review. The Home Office, part of EarthGov, has responded with a statement stating that any review would be a lengthy procedure and that currently all efforts should be concentrated on the safety and security of Earth citizens
6: hey there true believers i'm claire
5: i'm robin i'm matt and i'm
6: mel and we're here today to tell you all about the defenders podcast the
1: defenders isn't that the lawyer drama with jim belushi and jerry o'connell that got canceled a couple years
6: back yes but that's not what we're covering
0: oh the 60s series about the father-son lawyers that starred mike brady and the president from superman
6: 2 no no it's about a marvel superhero team i got this it's that team with Doctor Strange, Namor the Submariner, and the Incredible Hulk, right? Well, in the comics, it started out as that, but really, there were many different combinations of superheroes on the team.
1: So no lawyers.
6: Well, actually, the first and my favorite hero we'll be covering is Daredevil, lawyer Matt Murdock by day, crime fighter by night. So Daredevil is going to be one show. What are the other shows about? After Daredevil, we'll be covering AKA Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the series where they all finally team up, The Defenders. Oh, I get why we're called The Defenders Podcast now. And where do we watch these shows when they premiere? Every series will be premiering on Netflix, starting with Daredevil on April the 10th. Sweet. I'm going to binge watch. Absolutely not. Only I get to. And then I'm going to guide you guys through the series week by week. Aww. Watch along with us. The Defenders Podcast, brought to you by the DVM Podcast Empire. Find us at DVMPE.com. Excelsior!
1: Passing Through Gethsemane originally aired November 27, 1995. Uh, okay, yeah, it was directed by Adam Nimoy, who was the son of the recently passed Leonard Nimoy. Oh. He, uh, he was an entertainment attorney before he started directing. He's directed episodes of shows like Star Trek The Next Generation, NYPD Blue, Sliders, Gilmore Girls, and <laughs> The Outer Limits. He directed his father in an episode of The Outer Limits. He wrote a book called My Incredibly Wonderful Miserable Life. (laughs) It's a memoir.
5: (laughs) Well, the (laughs) father, like Lemon Nimoy, I'm not surprised really that he's done all of that. Yeah. Didn't Leonard Nimoy write, just
3: completely tangent, but didn't he actually kind of write a series of books like that? Like, one was I Am Not Spock. And the next one was I am Spock.
1: Yeah, he kind of turned around on that. It seems <laughs> like later in later on, uh-huh. kind of embraced it. You know, so yeah, the episode was of course written by JMS. So let's get started with the recap. So apparently, as one note, this episode was supposed to be in season two, but they had to delay it because a fan posted an idea online that was very similar to this episode, so they had legal issues with actually doing the episode. Yeah. Basically, they posted, what if somebody on B5 found out he had been mind wiping, used to be an awful person? That's,
5: that's really interesting, though, because no network would bother at the moment to worry about the legal issues of um, fan fiction.
1: I don't know. Well, maybe it was fan fiction, but I know I've seen authors say, don't send me ideas, don't email me. If I accidentally see something, that means I can't do it. Uh-huh. You know, if it was something I was already going to do. Right,
5: mm-hmm. And of course, yeah. I've I constantly heard over the past few years about the um, JK Rowling theory that all the fans were speculating that um, one thing would happen, and. Uh, You know, and that she deliberately avoided all the fan theories just so that she could publish something original and surprising for people. But it was, you know, there's a lot of people who think the fan theories are actually better than what she ended up producing.
0: So Uh, Snape really was a vampire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently the guy who did post the idea was, you know, he was good. He worked with them to get through all the legal steps so they could do the episode but jms said basically it would have been a one shot in season two you would have had two monks arriving to scope out the stations for when the other monks were going to come later
2: oh okay so again for the monks to come
5: right yeah i think it I works think better two. this way around because it does. the <laughs> two monks we get here are just incredible you know we've already seen how brilliant Brother Theo is, and now we get Red Yeah,
3: yeah. that's where we get
5: double, double brother
3: Theo, which is
5: awesome. So, oh, it really is.
0: Yeah, and even though the the one um, brother David, right, the one Edward, I think.
3: Edward, Edward, yeah.
0: Edward. Um, even though he is only a character that we've seen this one time, he still at least has something to do with a group that we've seen. And no. so... Oh, yes, you know, yes. They're not just coming onto the station, and that's Their presence
3: that's is nice.
5: established. You know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, and I don't want to spoil it, but I don't think we're going to see Brother Edward again, so... Um,
5: well, yeah. he's he, he, he
3: didn't
2: die. Didn't he die?
3: He did, yes. yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: <So. laughs> oh, okay.
3: Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> you think the <laughs> Jesus metaphor
2: would have paint gone paint. farther? <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> so... You just, bad humor and me go together. I'm sorry, so...
1: The episode begins with a long, really long shot of the station. <laughs> and inside, Captain Sheridan's playing chess with Brother Theo and Ivanova and Brother Edmund. Yeah, I wanted to call him Brother Edmund. At first I was calling him Brother Edmund, but Edward or Washington. I think, I think
5: yeah. maybe it might be Blackadder playing in your mind. You know Edmund, Blackadder.
1: Probably, yeah. And he's, pl- brother Edward's played by Brad Dourif, who we know from Lord of the Rings and Deadwood, and he's the yeah. voice of Chucky. Okay, who is he, I, he in Lord
0: I of the know
5: Rings? I what
1: he did before this, but
2: it feels
1: is like one the, of his um, other um, The King? Uh, he was the ki- uh, King Thaddeus, yes. the Lackey, the Wormtongue. Uh, oh,
0: okay.
2: yes, yes,
1: there yes, yes, yes,
3: yes.
0: Okay.
3: He's actually, I was kind of, I think that's why. I, I sort of liked this episode the first time. Around, I thought, "Oh, that's a good episode." And about the third time, I was like, "Wait a minute! I know that guy." And yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. Wormtail, but he's been in a lot of stuff. Like, um, well, he's actually been a serial killer in a lot of stuff. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, the X Files, X Files, or Millennium? Yeah, yeah.
3: He yeah. was um, one of the first season on the first season of X Files. In fact, I just watched it last week to remind myself of this guy. He was. Amazing is just this really sadistic serial killer in custody in the X-Files. And he was in, I'm probably spoiling it for you, Will. I'm sorry, but he was in one flew over the cuckoo's nest and actually got an Academy Award nomination. Um, and for, so he's, he's usually playing on edge characters. And I think yeah. the cool thing is this, his character now has a lot of restraint in this episode.
1: Yeah. This is actually a pretty normal guy.
5: <laughs> yeah. Compared but to, he- he brings the right sort of energy to it you know it, it, the performance is pitched just right i think for this type of character
3: exactly and if you know him a little bit you know that he could you could start acting like all weird serial killish all of a sudden but he really restrains himself i mean you you just know all his depths, and he's like no i'm playing this normal which is pretty cool
1: yeah Apparently, Brad Dourif read the script, fell in love with the part, and dove for it.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All <overnight. laughs> to Brother Edward, I'm sorry, Brother Theo and Captain Sheridan are uh, talking trash. And Brother, man, I'm getting the names mixed up in my, I mixed up the names in my notes. Brother Theo doesn't like Sheridan's lack of faith, and we get a call back to faith managers. see it. It's just a really
5: nice little scene because priestly individuals or um any individual with faith or is always taken so seriously and this feels like a real person
1: who just happens to be a monk.
2: What was the call back to?
1: Oh he mentioned the Minbari saying faith manages...
2: Oh, when when did they say that before? I don't
1: remember, sorry. Oh, it was in a previous episode, I can't remember. Okay, I don't remember
3: that yet. Don't, I think it's a pretty common Delenn saying, though.
1: Is it? I'm not sure. Well,
5: well he does actually quote Delenn. He, he says, you're Ambassador Delenn. No, I know, but... Yeah.
2: I don't remember her saying it.
1: Brother Theo wins, and Ivanova gets a call that Kosh wants to see her. I don't know if I'd be... <laughs> Nervous or not, if Kosh wanted to see me. <laughs> <laughs> I, knowing what Did I know.
0: I was like, why is he calling her?
3: <laughs> and he's wearing a trench coat. Look out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edward Sher shared Sheridan something he's been making. Was this some kind of origami or something? It
2: looked, yeah, it looked like yeah.
5: it. It, it. But it's made out of plastic. So, Yeah.
0: I, I thought that he was a bad guy at this point. I was like... Um, yeah, it's like a, I don't know, some kind of a, a device that's going to destroy the station. I don't know. I didn't know what I thought it was, but I thought it was something evil. It should have been a I, rose.
3: That's, oh, good call. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a camel, but I don't know. <laughs> just, I don't supposed know. To be very, I,
2: yeah. It's
5: hard to I tell. I, I took it as it wasn't complete yet, but it, it was supposed to end up as this ornate mini-statue.
1: Okay, Edward's been giving them away, but Brother Theo thinks he should sell them to make money.
3: This has anyone ever seen Blade Runner? Yeah. Okay, this gave me a very Blade Runner feel with Edward James, almost who was a detective in that and his funky yeah. origami.
5: Um, yeah, now you bring it that. up.
3: Yes, it, it does, doesn't it? So he he was always doing these origami. I won't go into the whole plot because, but it. All of these origami unicorns, I think.
2: That would be cool. I want to see an origami unicorn. <laughs> you know,
1: cautious ship arrives. He kind of sneaks up behind Ivanova. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and when she turns around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he thought that she should know that you know, he wants to keep her in the loop. He's actually being forthcoming for a change.
5: Yeah, um, uh. and part of it is, I think. Kosh being sneaky because clearly of thought Kosh was going to leave the ship. Right. And it's.
1: Right. Boo. <laughs> I'm back here.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but Lita comes out of the ship and it looks like she's kind of floating forward. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm back.
0: I was like, oh no, not her. <laughs>
5: <laughs> really? You don't like Lita? No. Okay. <laughs> She's only had three small appearances so far.
2: She was better in this episode than the she last wasn't episode. as annoying. Yeah. yeah, I agree.
3: Yeah, this is the new take no attitude, leader.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring it up later, but she really does have a far harsh personality here. You know, she's been through some stuff.
2: I thought she seemed almost calmer, you know, the last time yeah, we saw her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> After the opening credits, we find out that she found a ship to take her to the border of the Borlon Empire. After three days of beaming a signal into the territory, the pilot wanted to leave and left her on a life pod with five days of air. She started beaming a telepathic signal towards them, and on the fifth day when she was almost out of air, a ship appeared. She must have passed out, but the next thing she remembers, she was on the Vorlon homeworld.
0: They waited for her to pass out so that she couldn't see where they were going.
1: i <laughs> was surprised. Yeah.
5: Most likely. Uh, to just a Vorlon way, really. Be as mysterious as possible. Yep. Yeah. And that extends to AIDS as well. It's, you know, they c- I'm almost certain Lita was given a briefing or Vorlon version of a briefing on how to talk about the home world?
1: i is say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but do yes, we. You can't talk. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead.
2: Well, I was just going to say, like, do we think, like, why do we think that the Vorlons picked her up? You know, is it just because that she saw part of them? Uh, I mean, before they ba- basically killed anything that came into their territory, right?
1: Uh, That's what we assume. Yeah, everything That's disappeared. Really
5: interesting as well. Oh, because... disappeared. Even what we that see that at the end of the episode hat. it's not even yeah. clear what she's doing.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
5: Or if she's really herself.
0: Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, they took Jack the Ripper, so Yeah, that's true. Maybe they just figured out that there was a reason that. to use
3: her. Yeah. Yeah, uh, JMS just keeps inserting little things that make the Vorlons not not as great as their kind of myth is that You know, people are like, wow, they're in all these these divine beings. And, well, we start learning little things all about it. And this is another one that's like, well, they're not exactly the the happy people that we thought they were.
2: Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's interesting. And then, like, basically, she said it's her choice. I mean, I guess they would have let her go. Um,
0: But why would she want to go? go? She was trying to get there.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's, (laughs) That's right.
1: And yeah, she's going to be working for Kosh based on B five. She'll be coming and going. She's not worried about the cycle we're looking for because Kosh will protect her. Frankly, is going to do a full workup <laughs> on her. <him>. She. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I did notice. Yeah. I, I typed that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we've been doing this podcast that brings up whole other so. she's going to be doing a
3: full workup.
1: When she leaves, everybody admits to being a little creeped out about everything. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely nice, you know.
5: Yeah, I everyone's was
1: picking up on it.
3: <laughs> At this point, I was trying to figure out what the Vorlon homeworld really looks like, and I. The best I figured out it was kind of like a Doctor Seuss book, I've decided. So oh, um, nice. at this point in the series that I'm I'm just guessing there are all sorts of weirdly named creatures and multicolored <laughs> trees everywhere and it's either that or an HR Puffin stuff
1: movie. Yeah, they all speak in a riddle, so that makes sense. <laughs>
2: yeah, that totally <laughs> makes
4: sense.
1: Brother Edward is meeting with a potential client and they make a deal and they see a black rose that fell from Edward's bag. It's not mine, but <laughs> fell from the bag.
2: Was that wasn't that like the symbol be- like with uh, Jakar. at one point didn't somebody put a black rose on his pillow?
1: It was yeah, it was a black yeah. something. I don't know if it was. Um
5: it well uh, I think that might have been a black lily and uh, that was oh or the specific Assassination Guild for the Narns. So, yeah, that's all I
2: came up with when I was watching yeah. it. I was like, oh, weird.
5: <laughs> yeah, I think maybe then, you know, the simple associations there between black and death, it's yeah, very simple symbology.
1: Garibaldi's watching a reporter on the news when Delenn arrives asking for some extra security for a trade delegation. Just an excuse to get them in a scene together, I guess.
5: (laughs) (laughs) But I also find it um, one of the worst scenes of the episode because it feels very heavy-handed saying, these are the themes of the episode and this is the problem we're actually dealing with. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah.
3: That was a little too coincidental. But
1: yeah. The jury's convicted some guy, I can't remember his name, and sentenced him to death of personality. Garibaldi longs for the days of harsher penalties and has to explain what death of personality is. She should just go watch, what was it, um, Mercy, wait, what was it called?
0: That other episode. Um,
1: yeah, the next to the last episode of season one. Quality of Mercy, yeah. Um, Delenn doesn't seem to agree with all this.
5: Mm-hmm. So, he, just as you would expect, though,
1: really, for the land. Next, Franklin is examining Lita, and he's not touching her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's a little afraid of her.
1: Yeah. His scans show that she's in the best shape she's been in in five years, and all of her ailments are gone. She had a lot of ailments <laughs> before. <laughs> he was listing them all. Um, well,
2: I guess it, those things must be able to see everything. Because that's something that you would never know. Like... Now, unless you yeah. did, I mean, unless there was something specifically wrong that they were looking for, yeah,
4: mm. yeah
5: at well, least the uh, two. Like to... yeah, we were right at the end of a full um physical workup, I think, as well, you yeah, so it's it seems like I'm sure they'd be able to um, uh, thoughts completely escape my head, but.
1: Yeah. It was scary. Medical technology
5: being ahead. I think, you know, this was a one hour examination or something like that.
3: Yeah. Well, this was me being a nurse. I'm sorry, but the fact that she had an enlarged appendix is why didn't they take it out in the first place? And if she had a small hernia, just yeah. take it out either. So I, I don't think medicine has progressed that far. <laughs> so, well, neither has
0: really the technology as far as like calling Google, people yeah. or uh, newspapers and...
5: and and clearly the internet. Um, yeah, Google searching
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> It'll be five hours. hours or whatever.
5: You can yeah, recycle newspapers hours.
3: in this world, which we can do here also. So. Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but she's saying she has no idea what he's talking about. She's got to get going and get some unpacking done. <laughs> she got to go. She should have
2: said like, "What was that?" Uh, okay, I'll be
0: right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but there's also a high level of oxygen in her blood, but she doesn't want to talk about it. She's got to go. She's <laughs> got to get <laughs> out of there.
0: A high level of oxygen. This is—I don't know what this means, but it must She's be doping. something.
5: She's doping. Could it be connected to, net- to, the to what we see at the very end?
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, her
2: gills or something. <laughs>
1: hmm. Brother Edward arrives in his quarters and finds "Death Walks Among You" written in blood on his wall, and he seems puzzled by it.
0: <laughs> As you would be.
1: Pretentious <laughs>
2: serial killer. I swear.
1: Hmm. Edward brings Garibaldi back and the writing's gone, but Garibaldi's going to get Edward into some more quarters and his people go over the place tomorrow.
5: Brother Edward seems to have some pull with the uh, command stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, you know, he gave him an
2: unfinished thing.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, Garibaldi, though, I mean. It's not like he's um, Theo who's in charge of the whole order. This is just a monk in the order. Yeah. yeah, but he's a super nice monk, I
3: think. So, yeah. as much yeah. as I love <laughs> Theo, I can only take him in small doses. So,
5: <laughs> brother <laughs> yeah, Edward. So is everyone nice. talks. Yeah. So everyone talks to brother Edward rather than having to deal with Theo. So yeah, he's he's the nice one of the bunch.
1: <laughs> the next in the hallway, Lando bumps into Lita. She doesn't really warm up to Londo.
3: <laughs> Not really.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Lando wants to know what Lita saw on the home Homeworld. He tries to bribe her and even tries to blackmail her, but she ain't having it.
3: At least it wasn't was awesome. like Jakar, who yeah. you know, tried to mate with her at some point. <laughs> so then the original movie Yeah <laughs> and it was was with Lita, so she's like, I've had stranger offers, thanks, um, Lando, but
1: She's not in psychor anymore and doesn't have to follow their rules so she said that she'll make his life difficult if if she uh, tells the if they try to take her away. Mm-hmm. Lando says his life is basically a nightmare. Yes,
0: yeah, he, he can't stops. even blackmail anyone anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> How far he's fallen.
1: <laughs> Poor Lando. Edward goes to see Delin and Lanier to do their work about Learning about other races, religion.
5: Yeah, we get an insight here into Membari philosophy. Yeah,
1: yeah, they don't believe in a single god or gods. They believe the soul is a non-localized phenomenon. It was cool to see how excited Lanier was to talk about
5: <laughs> Membari
1: religion.
5: Oh, definitely.
1: Oh.
0: What? Uh-oh. Uh, are y'all hearing that? There's buzzing or something.
1: Yeah like a giant bee yeah. <laughs> I <didn't hear> that. <laughs> okay it's gone
2: <laughs> the bee flew through and now it's gone on to a type
1: it's all about the bees <laughs> molders right
2: <laughs> oh, no
1: <laughs> the universe is conscious and puts itself into everybody Like we are star stuff we're all star stuff
5: yeah they have this yeah, how she mentioned that earlier um, last season I think uh, when she had a conversation with Sheridan, the greatest secret in the universe, we all made up of stars stuff.
3: And I know someone's going to rail me for this somewhere on message boards, but the whole idea of the soul being on the light on the wall, that's like an ancient Greek. i try to remember who it was, but it was an ancient Greek philosophy that we're like shadows on the wall. So we're just a projection of realistic settings. And I can't yeah, remember who, her. it's been so many years since I've had philosophy, but um, there, there's there's like a Greek theory, so it's kind of cool, it's it's routed in yeah. something that actually is a, a theory that we have, or an old theory that we had.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm sure they, for like, <clears throat> simplicity's sake, they're basically saying that all the Mimbari believe the same thing, but I don't know, I don't like that.
5: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, I think uh though that that might be something we may get to later. Um considering so. some of the other stuff that was brought up in this episode by Linair. And I I do like in this
3: kind of self-contained episode how this we've always been wondering more about Membari philosophy and Membari religion. So it progresses that quite a bit actually.
5: Mm-hmm. And they talk
3: about Valen, who we've just heard of, but not really talked about so much.
5: Yeah, we hear more about Valen in this than we have um, before. I think um, like when uh, Lanier talks about him. You know, he he, he, he idolises Valen. It seems, and he he's the one who formed the Grey Council. He's a Membari, not born of Membari. Brought the Minbari people together yeah. So
0: is he a Minbari born of Borlan? Oh, no. uh.
2: <laughs> so this was about the same time as Jaquan, right? Am I getting a a the thousand timeline? Thousand uh, yeah, a thousand yeah. years ago. Okay. So hmm. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So were the Borlans just extremely active during that time? And <laughs> <laughs>
5: The shadow,
1: the the last, war lines. yeah. The last major shadow war was a thousand mm-hmm. years ago. Hmm. Dylan did ask him, uh, the Edward. Getting so their names mixed up. Uh, she did ask Edward to what his, what the defining moment of his belief was. That he tells the story about uh, Jesus and Gethsemane,
0: which I thought was quite well done. I liked yeah. the, um, I liked the way that it was told cause I am a religious person and,
5: yeah.
0: um, and yeah, I thought it was a, a good, a good retelling.
5: Yeah. It felt um. like an honest one though. It felt like he, he truly believed that. And it, it, it was a thing in which everything else came from. Mm-hmm. And it's cool
3: that this is not just, and of course, GMS being an atheist, um, but he also put it uh, sacrifices something of all the major religions, really. Um, and I'm really bad to, I can't cite anything at this point, but giving yourself over to something, even though you're afraid of it, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: it's just a, a really common theme. Um, so it's, he happens to pick Christianity. There, there are other religions with that in here. Um, but yeah, no, most of my, um, Stuff about Christianity comes from Jesus Christ Superstar the musical, but this is very true to the musical. So, the the very song. You <laughs> say
2: most of your stuff. What does that mean? Most,
3: <laughs> I'm teasing Story. a little bit, but uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> most of my recent theology comes from listening to Jesus Christ Superstar. So, uh, in the more recent years, but it, it's it's the exact same thing in the musical. So hey, so. Did he sing? Maybe he just listened to that. Yes, he did sing. So maybe JMS was listening to that too.
2: (laughs) I mean, I knew, it's been a long time since I studied the Bible, but I mean, I knew when I heard the title that it was the place where Jesus spent the time before he was crucified. But I I didn't put that together with the theme until he said it. So
1: Yeah. My high school's fight song was... Basically, the music from Jesus Christ Superstar. It was <laughs> <a> Superstar. <laughs>
2: Your fight song? Yeah. Whoa, is it an art
3: school
1: <laughs> or something? No, it's just a oh. regular high school. Because it's Mississippi. a great musical. <laughs> so, Theo leaves and heads to Brown 17. When he gets off the elevator, a centauri bumps into him, touches him, just... I don't think I noticed that the first time I watched it this week. And then Edward starts to hear screaming, and he goes towards it and sees that writing again and hears some voices. People call him the name Charlie, and then we see him running through water, and he's somewhere else. And he sees a dead body with a black rose in the mouth, and then he's back on the station.
2: Yeah, this was confusing Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it,
3: was, it was kind of meant to be, I, I think. Um, yeah. But it it brought about a weird memory for me. Maybe you can probably just cut this one out, but (laughs) or not. It's okay. Um, My high school prom, senior prom, I gave my date a black rose because she thought it was really cool. And by the way, you can you can't buy black. You can't make black roses. You have to dip them in black ink, I guess. But the date could have it didn't end up like that. I want to assure you. (laughs) Um okay. <laughs> I was going to ask so uh-huh.
1: you, you it, it could that. have been much worse.
3: Um it, it wasn't all that much better but it could have been a whole lot worse. So, um everybody lived through it and maybe not as happy but yeah. But anyway, so that brought back whoa. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> weird tangential story, sorry. That's kind of all another. <laughs> that
2: was just funny that that triggered your memory. <laughs>
3: That's true. Not not the death, mind you. Just the <laughs> rose. Just the rose. Just the blood on the wall and the yeah. uh no, that was the other problem. No, I'm kidding. So. <laughs> I went to prom with that was my from Stephen yeah. King novel. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Uh, <laughs> Brother Theo's in his quarters remembering what he saw. He sees himself with a knife and a black rose and no, this was this was Edward God. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Just think
2: of him as a sparkly monk. (laughs)
1: Um,
3: Oh, I wrote down this as good advice. Never Google yourself. It only leads to bad things. So this is the equivalent of doing that. Never, never, ever. Yeah. Just never, ever Google yourself. It's bad.
1: When I Google myself, I get blind Willie Johnson, who I think was a blues. Oh, yeah. He's a great blues singer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when Theo's asking him if he's alright, Edward tells him about the visions and Theo's like, you should just leave it alone, which is kind of an odd response, should have been, a hint, I yeah, guess. Yeah,
5: it's almost as if uh, Theo had already begun worrying about him, and it, it, I like this scene because Theo's clearly concerned, but, but he's also being evasive and it's played really yeah. well.
1: So he leaves and... Then there's this where Theo Googles himself and the Google search is going to take four hours.
5: <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that um, internet access or whatever this is in the future um, is restricted on B5 because technically it's a military diplomatic outpost. Nah. Mm.
1: I might googled myself and got 37 million resu- results in point forty seven seconds.
2: <laughs> Just came back with the one thing,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. We just we had a lot of data to sift through. Data's probably grown so much by then, so much data.
5: I'm surprised we didn't hear like well. In the end, actually, in the end, it says result one result found. So, uh, the computer program they must have must kind of have this algorithm that finds the most relevant article. Or pieces of our information on the subject matters you provided, as otherwise you would you would have had thousands of results.
3: Yeah, but that's not very interesting TV if we just saw uh, Brother Edward with the mouse just clicking on everything and going, <laughs> "Oh, interesting." There's a Brother Edward on um, on uh, on San Diego. Oh, okay. There's Actually, I would Edward.
2: totally love that. <laughs>
3: And then he gets to the Black Rose and he's
2: like, "Ah, crap!" Somehow he ends up on Amazon because that's what always happens.
3: <laughs> yeah. Would you like to buy a brother Edward on Amazon? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Theo, brother Theo, meets with Sheridan in the garden. Uh, Theo said that they don't do extensive background checks on the monks. He doesn't want Edward to learn that he may have done something bad previously. He prays that he's wrong, but he wants Sheridan to find out if this is true before Edward does.
3: I kind of like this. It goes back to the other part that Brother Edward was was trying to help. He doesn't know exactly what's in Theo's past, apparently. So he's not lying to Theo, or he's not lying to Edward. Excuse me, Um, (laughs) but he he's concerning something. So he went to the guy who might be able to help him find it. But he wasn't really keeping anything from Edward he really didn't know what was in Edward's past whereas I think it would have been pretty skeezy had he been like oh I can't tell you that is you were a serial killer but I honestly believe brother Theo didn't didn't like he just didn't know anything but knew yeah Yeah, he
5: wanted all the information before he talked to Edward so that he could actually guide him through the information and bring it to him slowly so mm -hmm. he wouldn't get traumatized
2: is that what he would have done you think
5: Hold I think so. I think so. But sure, carefully Jesus. and slowly, you know, make sure. Slowly, like leave your little hints. <laughs> I see we're in the kitchen. Maybe we should move
3: to somewhere with less knives, Brother
1: Edward. <laughs> <laughs> you know anything oh, about knives, Brother Edward? <laughs>
3: oh, darn. We're in the arboretum. There's some roses. Let's uh, let's <laughs> just go over to that concrete <laughs> over
1: there. I have some black paint over here. I want to paint these roses. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sheridan gets Sheridan to use the station resources, so I must really like the monks.
2: I like how they Ed- were going to like control the information. You know, how's that <laughs> gonna work? Like, we have to get to it before he does, because only one person can get
0: to it. Right, yeah.
1: Uh, Brother Edward's in the hallway when Garibaldi comes along. Edward's looking for his bag, but he lost the night before. Turns out that Garibaldi's people didn't find any blood, and Edward saying a bunch of stuff that sounds kind of crazy to Garibaldi. So in Edward's room, his computer returns a match, and he sees an ISN report about him being mind-wiped and put to work servicing the community.
2: Servicing the community that he harmed. I don't get that.
1: They kind of explain it later, but I don't remember... Exactly
3: what they said. I thought they shipped them off somewhere and the files got burned. Yeah,
5: I think basically the idea is that's the line that they go with every time they run a um, story on mind wiping. It's to reinforce the idea Uh, that this is meant to be a humane uh, punishment, that this individual will essentially do community service, but with a completely unique personality for the rest of their life.
0: And I think that we can see here how there is a flaw in this
5: uh Oh, yes, there's a major flaw. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: But I think it's a little bit like witness protection a little bit, that they tried to at least put put the person somewhere far away. But again, yeah, and I would suspect they'd
5: monitor them as well.
2: You know, they really should just give them plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure in the future it's a lot easier. Oh well, I don't know. Google hasn't improved. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
4: <laughs>
2: Didn't we see that? So some, somebody had plastic surgery or changed their appearance on the show. Uh, oh, what was it? I can't remember.
3: Well, Delenn's chin miraculously shortened about
4: <laughs>
3: from the pilot to the first done. episode. Yeah.
4: Because
2: then, I mean, if, even if they saw like news articles about themselves. Well, I guess it wouldn't trigger anyways until a sigh sigh triggered it in their head, but
0: at least they wouldn't recognize themselves. And the people who they harmed their loved one or whatever also wouldn't recognize them. Yeah, that would be
4: helpful.
5: The other interesting thing is that this punishment seems to be Earth Alliance-wide, whereas there's a lot of countries now, including the UK, where the death penalty isn't a thing anymore, you know there's imprisonment, but we don't have the ten death penalty,
1: yeah, some
5: countries still do
1: next we see Garibaldi telling Sheridan about the Black Rose killer, and they know that Brother Edward knows as well as he found out a few hours earlier their Google searches are much faster, I guess.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I get to see everyone with an 80s modem, and it just goes, speech. <laughs> so, Come on. And it
5: hangs up. Come on. Although um, in season two, um, Vannevar did a bit of research, and it only took a few minutes. <laughs> I think it? it really must have to do with whoever's doing the searches. You know, if you're someone like Vannevar, you can find the information within minutes.
4: Yeah, but
0: why can't Sheridan do that?
5: Yeah, well, remember in that episode, Sheridan had to run over to do the research.
2: Remember when Sinclair looked up um, the Grey Council? That was instantaneous. <laughs> <laughs> and the Grey Council is a secret.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, it really is inconsistent.
2: Speed of plot. Speed of plot,
5: yeah. It really is.
3: We can forgive that one. So that's if of all. if that's the worst thing, that's not a big deal, so but we will continue to make fun of it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
1: So, without a doubt. So, Brother Edward tells Brother Theo that he can't go back and doesn't think mind wipes are humane. He could have died not knowing what he is and not being able to confess his sins to God. He wants to atone for his form, the sins of his former life. Theo argues that God knows what your sins are, even if you don't. So when you ask for forgiveness, you're forgiven for all of them. Yeah, you don't like have to idea. remember
2: every single sin you've ever done when you die, yeah. right? I mean,
5: that would be a at lot. At the same time, at the same time, Edward isn't Charles. He, he this is a completely different personality, completely different person.
0: But and not a completely
5: different soul.
0: Yeah, like, not in his. That
5: way. Yeah. That's the question. Yes. And
0: also if it's the um, same soul. I would think that when you died and, you know, if your soul goes to be judged, your soul would actually not be still mind wiped and so you would probably remember both. But yeah. I don't know.
5: But but that goes into then if you're dealing with souls as well, it becomes an issue of almost multiple personality. Is one personality, even though it's the same soul, responsible for the actions of the other personality?
3: Well, that's why I like this episode so much, actually. is I mean, I think it comes down to what Edward was. Well, I guess we'll talk about this at the end after everything happens, but is is Edward the Charles Dexter killer, or is he now Edward? You know, has he shaped? It's kind of, I don't know, we get into debate sometime. And, uh, and if you go
5: with the membari philosophy, he could actually be a separate soul in this, you know in a shell because if you go with the membari philosophy that we are the shell <clears> of <throat> which souls inhabit, if your personality changes with their philosophy, would your souls change as well because mm, I think
2: that aren't they saying that they, he doesn't have his own soul?
5: But I don't know, it, this is the questions that it raises so I'm, I'm, I am i don't think I can really truly answer it here because it's such a controversial issue that gets raised and, you know, it's on ms really because yeah. it's a use of telepathy that would get raised if we ever de- developed telepaths <laughs> uh, I also... Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry
0: I just had a random point that I wanted to point out that his uh, last name was Dexter.
5: Yes, <laughs> and he was a serial killer. <laughs> that, that makes a difference, doesn't it? <laughs> Not when uh, <laughs> this was made. This was about ten,
3: fifteen years before that. So yeah, yeah.
4: I
0: know. <laughs>
3: yeah. And did anyone n- notice anything particularly about this set? I was. It took me like this is the fifth time I've seen it, but.
5: No, I noticed as well that they're talking through bars. And yeah. it says if um Edward has imprisoned himself. I I, I thought like that. It, well it could be either Theo or
3: Edward, because you don't see a good when when they start talking you don't really see who's behind what bar. And is Theo yeah. being imprisoned uh, by his by his doubts? Or also it looks a lot like a confession booth.
5: It does um, as well, doesn't it? Uh,
1: yeah. Also
5: Theo He's in light, and Edward is in darkness. That I didn't notice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the way that it's lit, all, the light source comes from Theo's side. It, some of it spills over onto Ed, Edward, but the portion of the set he's in has no light source of its own.
2: Interesting. I just find this whole concept of <clears throat> excuse me, mind-wiping pretty interesting. I, I hope we see more of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really like to see it from the perspective of it happening to a character that we already know and seeing, or I don't know.
0: I don't know. I just want to see more about it. Only if we get to pick the character. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, what character would you pick? Ooh, that's right. Um,
0: well, let's see. We had, uh, Talia was in big trouble. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's have it happen to her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then she has to come right. back. Well. Uh, well, he'd probably be okay
0: with it if she was being mind wiped
2: she's a
1: different I don't know we get a different actress to play her somehow I don't well know.
0: the plastic surgery thing yeah there
3: you go yeah. <laughs> it's another ex-wife of uh, the Garibaldi's
5: um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Garibaldi has found out that Edward uh, what does that mean
5: uh, I in- the part yeah. where he finds his recorder and talks yeah. to Sheridan about it.
1: Yeah, just my notes don't make sense. I don't proofread this time. Uh, that uh, Edward really was hearing voices that somebody was trying to rattle him. And for the blood on the walls, they used a chemical that would disappear after a while. They just need to find out who. So they're like, oh, it must be that Centauri that bumped into it. Yeah,
5: because they say, oh, you'd need a telepath. Well,. Just so happens there
1: was a Centauri there. They need to find out from Londo all the Centauri. They think it might be a revenge thing. And we see Edward kneeling and a bunch of people enter. They are family members of the women he murdered. It took him nine years to find him, and they wanted him to remember what he did. They, They have the guts to do what is necessary. Their leader guy who becomes Malcolm later, yeah.
5: I, yeah, I wrote no, down. The, nothing happens to the rest of these people though, do, does it? Um they technically get away. they're um you know, they're still culpable in a lot of the actions. They just didn't do the final act.
3: Yeah. I wrote but, down that the um the guy who is the the leader of the group looked a little um, mentally unstable himself, actually. So um, (laughs) he was kind of smiling and had that crazy curly hair. Not that curly hair is not a bad thing. I love it, but he's uh, a little, um,
5: not looking a little um, too sane there. Yeah. I think maybe they did that so that (laughs) I think they really did that. So they could show the difference in his personality without giving too much dialogue to this character. It's just a shortcut to save time. So you have him originally with crazy hair, and then when <laughs> he's mind-wiped, oh yeah, got it slicked back into a ponytail. I wrote that, too.
3: He looks less psychopathic after all that, so...
2: What's well, interesting, who's worse because... Of... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, he looks worse?
1: I was going to say, who's worse, curly-haired people or red-haired people? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> love I'm kidding. Is it on... Intro to X where they say all red-haired people are evil, or maybe that's another podcast I'm listening to. Well, if it's Intro to X, that means Scully's evil. Oh, no, it must not be that
2: show. I just find it interesting that, um, I mean, it's very human, right, to want to, they can't just get their revenge on Brother Theo, because Brother Theo is not you know, the guy that did it, you know? So they have to bring back the guy that did it to get their revenge. Yeah,
5: I think a lot of the others who were doing this were probably hoping that they'd bring out the old personality and he can pay for the crimes, but when that didn't work, I think that's why a lot of them backed down.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing to think, to fantasize about getting revenge. It's quite another to enact the actual revenge.
5: Oh, oh yes. Still, they're culpable of quite a lot here, and we never really hear about what happens to them.
2: Well, yes, they are, but at the same time, I think they would probably be giving some leniency, you know, just because of what they went through. Not that they should have done what they did, but I mean, I don't know, it's just a very, it's 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 not an easy thing. You can't just say, you know, every, everybody's going to accept the punishment that he had, and that you know, that's... I no,
5: mean, I to... no, they're definitely not. I mean, even someone like Garibaldi, if he didn't know, Theo would have thought his punishment should have be been more severe. So not Theo Edward. Um because earlier in the episode he, he still believes in the death penalty. Well,
2: I mean, me as somebody that didn't get my family member killed, I think it's 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 an interesting form of punishment because it it's not really a punishment per se. It is, I guess, but at the they same time, it's gone.
0: Awesome. Yes, but do they even yeah. know they're gone? Like you know, because there's this new person basically inhabiting their body. So mm. it's like, are they being punished? Is there any, you know? Yeah. they don't yeah. know they're being punished.
3: And did anyone mm. think when they saw this the the first time, for ever, anybody that um, that brother Edward might turn back into his Charles Dexter personality? I mean, they, they sort of lead with that a little bit when he's talking with Theo. He's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. But did anyone think that he might, quote unquote, turn to the dark side? I didn't really.
2: I don't think I did. But it reminds me of something now. Because now he has not only his original memories, but his new memories that were implanted. Mm-hmm. Isn't there something that's very similar to that? that, that I don't remember.
5: Um... <laughs> well... <laughs> House, for one, because this this whole scenario is very similar to House in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It's Star yeah. Trek: was- The Trills, The Deep Space Nine. Oh God, I am such a. Um, <laughs> the who's the guy? He the woman he always calls old man. Um, oh, Dax. Dax. Yeah. They they have the people who have it have the like nine hundred years of memories or three hundred years of memories. Of the trill, then their own memories before that, and then the merged memories. Yeah.
2: So. Oh, I know what I'm thinking of. Okay, it's a certain character, an angel, whose mind gets changed, and then later all the memories are brought back, but his personality is completely different. Oh, I don't know. Maybe wrong. I was just watching that episode or something, and he's like, I remember everything, but it's, you know, my yeah. new.
5: Yeah, it's very... That one, I think, is slightly different as well, because it's a slightly different set of circumstances, but there's... Well, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities here.
0: Elizabeth, Um, type in the chat and tell me who that is. (laughs) What? Type in the chat and tell me who you're thinking of, because
2: I'm not (laughs) picking up on it. (laughs) Don't don't look, Derek, you haven't watched any of Buffy or...
3: Oh, it's okay. Okay. (laughs) I'll get there someday, I promise.
5: Yeah, um... I think it's very interesting here okay. that um, his brother Edward's current personality seems to have dominance. It's almost as if he's got access to the old memories, but the personality that goes with those memories is no longer in place, or, or he's
3: chosen the the lighter. I just like it because he's whether it was it could be looked on in different ways, like his. Nature was a killer, but now that he's been exposed to all the good things he can do he he doesn't believe in that anymore, or
0: yeah, like I look at it that way too,
3: yeah, or he that was raised his new, yeah.
0: his new personality and his new beliefs overpower the that need that he had before to kill or you know whatever was driving him um, right
5: either way he makes a specific choice, yeah, exactly, to stand, uh, he, he must
3: live with this knowledge, but he's okay with this knowledge. Um, I, I think at the end, he's just, you know, this is who I was. This is who I am now. Do what you want to me, but, you know, this is something I have to live with for the rest of my five minutes on Earth, but or on Babylon 5, but...
5: Yeah, you know. I, it's it, he builds his actions must have consequence. And when he do a mind right, those actions no longer have a consequence because the origin- because they get forgotten.
2: But, and the good thing about it is <clears throat> then he can be a productive member of society in theory, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just, I guess it depends on what view you take about who somebody is, you know, is somebody their <clears throat> neural pathways and their memories or is somebody like the body or is somebody like the soul? You know, and are they killing him or are they changing him
0: or creating
2: somebody new? You know, it's all very fascinating.
0: Yeah, because I can sort of...
5: Yeah, sorry.
0: Sorry. Like, I can see it how we were talking earlier about how they're not really being punished. But then also I can see where the argument for this came from because it's like, okay... You're getting rid of that person, so technically, you're still using the death penalty, I guess you know you're you're still ridding the world of this evil person um, and then you're also solving the problem of overcrowding in prison because you're yeah. putting this new person out to help society and right and rehabilitation, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. like I can totally see where this comes from. Not that I yeah. think it's a
5: humane way to do things, but technically, um... also you're getting a conscience-free slave labor force. Technically, yeah. because I don't think these new individuals, with whatever job they end up with, would be paid very well. They're probably on subsistence wages with, um, you know, housing and. Food taken care of, but apart from that, they wouldn't be allowed to become successful.
0: Right? Yeah, they wouldn't have that drive probably.
5: Mm,
3: yeah, I don't. I don't think the monks pay very well. So <laughs> considering that, <laughs> Brother the yeah. Theo is always like, "Well, we could use some more money here." Yeah, so <laughs> you saw,
0: yeah, you saw him making his little trinkets, whatever they maybe. Um, and he doesn't want to be paid for them. He wants to give them away, and that's part of his you know, new personality. He's not programmed, say, to make money. Yeah, it's
2: really interesting.
3: Or it's just that he was put in such an environment, maybe it wasn't programming per se, but he was just put in an environment. Like, say, his mind wipe didn't give him much personality, but he's been in the care of so many really good people that, you know, this is something...
5: Yeah, I think Edward's a unique case almost that, he wasn't fully processed along the mind wipe path that you know perhaps he had the initial mind wipe but then they build upon that through some sort of social care to build up this personality whereas edward um escaped from a fire and had this need to you know
2: Oh, yeah, Help. that's right. He did. That's why he was with the monks. I forget about that.
5: Yeah, we don't know what Edward
3: was supposed to do after his mind, you know. Yeah. The idea was that he just disappeared off the grid, per se. Yeah,
5: yeah I think I think maybe that uh, other people who go through the mind-wise process, their personality could be more stable and could be less... Uh, sorry, um could be more stable in that personality and less susceptible to any sort of telepathic probing, for example.
1: All right, so Sheridan's interrogating the Centauri, the th- guy. He said he was paid to do a job, and he won't tell them who paid him. He's smug because he knows the Psychor has rules against
2: Super him. smug.
1: Yeah. But they bring in Lita to get the info.
4: Yeah.
2: Puts up a
1: little bit of a fight, but she gets it from him before he passes out, and she knows they need to get to Brown forty two.
5: We now have a telepath on the station who doesn't have to play by the cycle rules. Which is That's nice.
3: Very convenient. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I yeah. Lita kicks Talia's um <clears throat> we'll just say uh gluteal muscles here but um, (laughs) I'm trying to censor myself but um, Mm. Talia would have been very wishy-washy I don't know I don't know but Lita's just like let's Or yeah Lita's just like do it I don't care if I kill his brain his brain will snap but he's (laughs) smug anyway
1: the guy that played the Centauri played somebody called Donkey Lips in Black Scorpion 2 Aftershock
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh that guy?
1: That's yeah.
3: Another reason I love this uh, this podcast is because you bring up like all the minor roles. It's <laughs> awesome. I, no one else does that, so I, I love that. Sorry. That's like fan worship, but okay. <laughs> you keep on doing that, definitely.
1: So they're all looking in brown 42, and they split up. Brother Theo finds Edward strung up, and they get him down and call for help. Edward says he knew what would happen. Uh, strung and- up. Or crucified. He was crucified, yeah. He was tied.
5: he yeah. was tied, thought, but in a crucifixion pose. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: I thought that was a little bit overboard with the overtones, because we got... maybe. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that it's a specific religion is great, but this is, yeah, this is where it goes from subtle to... <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yep. oh, okay.
1: You're a monk, so let's... No, no, why would they him up that way? Anyway, yeah, he, yeah, he, uh, Edward now knows that he had the courage to stay at the Garden of Gethse- Gethsemane, and Zack comes, Zach comes to get the captain because they caught the leader guy. Captain's mad, but Zach holds him off, and Theo says a prayer as Edward dies.
2: Zach was pretty cool
5: here. Yeah. yeah. If it was Staying um up. what's his name from early season two and season one why am I blanking on the other security guy? I think he would have um let Sheridan punch him. Lou. And him. No.
1: Oh Lou, Lou? Welsh? Jack. Yeah, Lou, oh, Lou Welsh. Okay.
5: Yeah, oh, I wow. think Lou Welsh would have let him punch him here. But Zach Zach kind of says <laughs> back off.
2: Yeah, he's there like manhandling the... the captain.
5: Yeah, but he's doing <laughs> his job. He's Yeah. Taking care of the captain. And, well, it's just really, again,
3: with the whole thing, how the captain is, yes, Edward's a serial killer, but it's like it almost doesn't go through Sheridan's mind. He's like, this guy killed my friend. Yeah. I don't care who he was. You know, he was a good person. And, yeah, I, he's, yeah, it's he's, he's forgetting all about his past because now he's this really nice person.
5: Yeah, this this also sets up what happens at the end and reinforces the reason why everyone who goes through a mind wipe has to be sent away from their original place they committed the crimes because otherwise things like this happen- would happen far more often.
1: Next, leader is leaving. I kind of like the sign that said gates 12 through 21 but then I remembered I'm about to be spending more time in airports <laughs> soon. <laughs> like uh
2: you're about to be spending more time in airports?
1: Yeah, I'm about to go on a few trips.
2: Ooh, fun trips uh, or work uh, trips?
1: Uh Fun trips is just getting there. Yeah, (laughs) I hate
4: flying. Yes.
3: That's where I was doing a 48-hour round trip to Kentucky last weekend. And boy, it was a good, it's for my summer teaching position, which I love. But it was, yeah, flying is, yeah.
1: Uh,
0: I know, it's gotten so horrible. Not the actual flying, just the airport part.
1: (laughs) Uh, I got really sick a couple trips ago, yeah. Uh, Ivanova cleared the area, and she's gonna keep it off the logs, keep it off the logs. And she did mention that Londo's mad about an unauthorized scan of a Centauri. And they mentioned that the mu- man who killed Brother Edward has already been sentenced.
2: So it's been like a few weeks or months. A couple weeks,
1: yeah, they said two weeks. Two weeks,
5: okay. Yeah,
1: a couple of weeks.
0: Man, that's fast justice. Yeah, that's quick justice. That is <laughs> that is an improvement in the future. Yeah. And
5: also, they must have had to get in the um, telepath from Earth to perform the mind wipe. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. I know. Alita <laughs> was had to Put
5: another sack on them. And...
1: I think the telepath does the scan, but they have a machine <laughs> that does the wipe. Oh, or,
5: or uh, yes, yes. But still, they would have had to have a telepath on the station to do a scan. Yeah.
2: So it makes sense that Lita was gone. But okay, so Lita is wearing like a a thing that covers her neck. I'm just going to say that right now.
5: didn't notice
3: that. That That's pretty cool. Uh,
2: When she comes back, I don't know if it has anything to do with anything. But considering (laughs) she has freaking gills in her neck at the end, (laughs) her neck is covered.
3: No, that's a good point. I think that's,
1: I I mean, they did that that
3: for very specific reasons. So that's a good catch.
1: Next, Theo gives Sheridan the trinket that Edward was working on and mentions the murderer's mind wiped. And then he actually walks in. Brother Malcolm, he's a monk now. Theo asks for him specifically. He's going back to the monastery to be trained. After Sheridan's shock wears off, he eventually shakes Malcolm's hand and wishes him luck.
5: Yeah, this pr- brings up yet another problem with the whole. Um, procedure how can you forgive someone can you forgive someone for their actions when the person in front of you isn't the same individual in a lot of ways the sum might be the same if you you know go by that but the the personality, the individual in front of you is not responsible or is could be responsible but they don't know it all yeah. their prior actions, and do you hold that against them, or can you forgive them?
2: Well, it's a lot easier to forgive somebody when you know that their complete personality has been changed, versus them changing on their own, and you not really knowing, you know, what still remains. Mm. I just so,
1: Hello,
0: was somebody oh? saying something? <laughs> uh, I think we all did at the same time. <laughs> the call, girl. <laughs> um. So let's say a serial killer in their old age or maybe even not that old maybe it's like early onset Alzheimer's so they've forgotten everything that they ever did then do you feel compassion for them that they're like locked up in prison for life or I mean you know it's kind of be an interesting, an interesting dilemma that is similar to this but in a way that could actually happen
5: yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Very interesting. Scenario. It's yeah. Um,
3: I also found it was really interesting with the scene that Brother Leo or Brother Theo really likes to test a person's faith and forgiveness. Like I think he purposely set wow, up yeah. Sheridan to meet Malcolm <laughs> and say shake yeah. his oh, hand, yeah. Captain Sheridan. So that's that's another reason yeah. I guess I find Brother Theo appealing in that strange sense is that he, he, he wanted he to, is compelling. yes he wanted to really test Sheridan's faith and that faith manages and that we have to forgive and here's exhibit A do it now
1: so lastly Lita is in cautious quarters and she doesn't need a mask to be there we see a beam or something going from her to cautious suit and she has gills <laughs>
5: Yeah, the, <laughs> something's That's definitely coming from her mouth and her eyes into koshi's encounter suit for yeah. soul.
3: <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I put Kosh the human soul vacuumer,
5: <laughs>
3: and I think Lita ate gillyweed from Harry Potter. Yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is we all we know Koshy's, um quarters have a different environment, so these gills aren't. Working necessarily the same way water breathing guilds would, but they are allowing her to get oxygen to her lungs in some way. Or- uh, I still
3: think she's gearing up for the Space Olympics and doping, and this is her measure of how to do it to increase oxygen. <laughs> <that's a different laughs> <life. laughs>
1: and that was the end of the episode.
2: Yeah, quite the ending.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any. Got any other thoughts for this episode
3: <laughs> um just little things I noticed I guess I've but throughout the after especially like the fifth time watching it I like the fact at the very beginning when they were playing chess it wasn't like that Star Trek three level chess board uh, um, yeah. it keeps it a little bit closer to home <laughs> so we're not we're not so as advanced not to outgrow chess I know that sounds really weird but you know They could have been playing Battleship, too, which would have been pretty cool. So um, <laughs> You sank my brother, Battleship, Brother Theo. So, And this is the fourth great... and I, I was watching these, the fourth great character introduced in the first four episodes of the season. Because At first we had Marcus, then we had the awesome Brother Theo, then um, Talon, who I call Talon the Klingon, because he's all about cutting himself and, and ritual and whatnot. And now this dude, brother Edward. So it's kind of like, for me, that was, I don't know. The show's really hitting all cylinders and just all the, well, yeah, all the different great new characters, be they continuing or just one time, there's at least someone very cool new each episode. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Um, I think it was during the news report. They mentioned New Vegas. Yes.
3: Well, I saw that on your tweet.
0: So. I thought that was funny.
1: Uh, was it also Platinum Nebulas? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Right. What was
5: that?
1: So, almost they, almost they, as if the Oscars and the Nebula
5: Awards have fused into one.
0: Yeah. I said on my live tweet, I was like, our podcast should win a Platinum Nebula. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I did
3: read that. Thanks for doing that. Hi, I just saw on the (laughs) This wasn't
0: the best episode for it, but... Yeah,
3: Yeah, there wasn't a lot of stuff like the last episode to
5: make a lot of fun of, more Exactly,
0: and that's really what the live tweeting is for.
5: Yeah. Yeah, but it's one of those ones where it's really worth thinking about, (laughs) I suppose, more than tweeting about.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I didn't tweet a whole lot, I think, during the last half of it, because they're just really wasn't a whole lot like i think i tweeted at the end this is going to be an interesting one to discuss but
3: yeah yeah with your new i thought about new vegas too has anyone seen the buck rogers 1970s tv series no it was old with twiggy the robot was awesome but they they're headquartered out of new chicago so i thought oh are they sharing the same universe as buck rogers (laughs) so that i guess that was in my youth one of the first things i ever saw but that and the old Battlestar Galactica, but kind of a flashback there.
0: I think my dad has seen that because at Salt Lake Comic Con they had a Twiggy
3: uh, oh, awesome. like statue
0: or something, and awesome. he knew what it was and I had no idea. So
3: wow, that's like probably three people on this entire podcast know how relevant that is. But <laughs> so awesome, I have to say so. But and then I was oh. The, the sad part was the the pickaxe from the first one in episode one where they try to pummel Delyn after her meeting with Marcus. If you remember, they were down below and at a bar. And, and then it showed up again in the last episode with the dock worker where he was about to pummel Sheridan.
1: Is that um, the same?
3: Yeah, I, I think it's the <laughs> yeah, same. And yeah, it was. Yeah. Sadly did not make an appearance this episode. Although, I thought it'd be kind of fun to put that in the opening credits, you know, if they have Zach and such-and-such and such as Sheridan, and starring the pickaxe as it slowly rotates. But, um, <laughs> I guess it didn't, the, um, didn't make this episode, so maybe it's not a recurring character. Sorry, these are the silly things I think of after,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I was just looking up the next three episodes, next few episodes. <laughs> I, I'm easily distracted, sorry.
3: <laughs> I have that way with people.
1: I know, that's every episode. <laughs> I just may not realize it, but I get easily distracted. Um, so do we have any quotes?
0: Yes, I have. Um, Garibaldi, I'm an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth kind of guy. Dylan, so you support a system that would leave everyone blind and toothless? garibaldi not everyone just the bad
1: guys (laughs) (laughs) not so literal um i have uh, londo leader alexander as i live and breathe i suggest you remove your hand ambassador you won't be doing either for very long
5: (laughs) i'm gonna go for um edward um gambling is one of the lesser scenes i always thought if you're going to sin you might as well go for one of the really big ones
2: yeah that was my only quote
5: <laughs> oh sorry
2: <laughs> no it's fine that was a
5: good one he's <laughs> it, it a good one and kind of prescient given mm-hmm. the rest of the yeah. episode yeah
1: where did Lando have his hand was it on her arm or <laughs> <laughs> did we see <laughs> I don't think you can yeah. see it's
3: below mm-hmm. the camera um the one that kind of sums this episode up for me is Theo, and this may be a little bit paraphrased, but he says, this is when they're meeting behind, when Edward finds out his past. Theo says, Edward, ask God for forgiveness. He knows all the sins you can't remember and will still forgive you.
0: Yeah,
1: that was a good one. Any others?
3: Um, uh, oh, there's a, speaking of Londo, um, he said, oh, at the very, he was nightmares, the way my life has been going lately, who would notice the difference when Lita threatened to put a nightmare in his head?
5: Mm -hmm, Yeah. I I
1: had that part where it was, I had her threat, though, in this little
5: Yeah, he kind of missed out from the beginning of that, he's great. Yeah, he really, I I can't do it justice, but Londo, every once in a while, you know, he's expression of contempt.
1: That. okay and what about characters of the week who is our human of the week
0: I'm voting uh let's see uh one of the monks it, it's gotta be um it's gotta be brother not brother Theo what's the other one's name I can't really <laughs>
4: monk. I
0: don't know why his name is blocked from my brain <laughs>
1: You've been I have been
0: mind-wiped wife not remember him.
1: <laughs>
0: I would vote for him.
3: Brother, think, Edward. Yeah. Yeah. Think Brother Edward, yes, for the definitely. Normally, yeah. I would always pick Brother Theo for any episode Theo is in because he's <laughs> just so awesome. But Brother Edward, um, definitely, this episode I think is just for for he just knocked the guest star out of the park. I mean. I I think part of the reason they didn't have space battles or anything is I heard this or any other big plots was I heard um, uh, Chris Carter on the X made a comment one time about the X files, how when they did this episode, the guy was really expensive, the this, this actor, but worth it. So I think they spent um, all their money on him, but I think it was definitely worth it for this episode. because <laughs> okay. there. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of so, uh, action in terms of just, you know, I, I'm going to sound really old-fashioned, but Pistacuffs, But there was,
5: <laughs> it was just a really good drama.
0: Yeah, so, not a lot of subplot.
5: Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I really do think of Brad Durf as a movie actor um, more than a TV actor. Although that's changing nowadays. But at the time, mid '90s, you don't expect a movie actor to do this kind of role on TV. You really don't. Hmm.
1: Mm. Um. Oh, what about Alien of the Week? Oh, oh I, I, yeah. yeah, that's what I'd say, Kosh, because there's not really... There's Delin and Lanier, but...
0: And Londo.
5: Yeah, but like Kosh, Kosh's presence in this is so big, even though you seem twice. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, would,
0: yeah, if not Kosh, I would say Lanier, just because he got to get all excited about his religious <laughs> philosophies. But, yeah, I could go with Kosh.
3: I vote Kosh. The jukebox, jukebox machine went kind of wild this week.
1: Yeah, I want to mm-hmm. see the monks talk to Kosh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I happen to Roger Theo and Kosh, and the debate would be great. <laughs> so,
5: Oh, yes, it really would. So it would be a on, really, wouldn't it? Which one of the more <laughs> oh, yeah. top Oh, yes, that's something we'll be getting to.
3: So, yeah, Kosh, understanding it's a three-edged sword. Why well, three it, no, it, it isn't. It's, it's,
5: <laughs> it is
3: a yeah. four-edged sword because of this, and Kosh eventually yeah. just leaves out of frustration. <laughs>
1: <So>.
3: <laughs> Man, I'm
1: pissed off with Orlon.
3: <laughs> he would be happy about that. He's like, woohoo, I got him all worked up.
1: So, let's write this bad boy. You want to start us out, Derek?
3: Um, sure. I, um, the, I put the the good things about this episode definitely was a great first and second plot. I mean the the whole um, Lita thing was was great. There was no Doctor Franklin, which I really like the actor, but he's he's the um, he's the Talia Will's Talia to um, to me. Um,
1: I saw him very briefly,
3: but yeah, he was there. Yeah, he was also there, but just. He was there to give a um, full exam, but otherwise <laughs> um, he was gone. So that's a good thing for me. Um, it was a continuation of the Membari religious story, which I thought was really cool. Uh, the bad things was there was no Dr. Morden, I'm the guy who always harps about how Dr. Morden should be Dr. Morden since he has a doctorate. Darn it. And right. no Jakar. But I gave this a 9.5 ill-defined, uh, excuse me, no, uh, pieces of gilloweed. Yeah. <laughs> I originally had ill-defined pieces of origami, but I think pieces of gillyweed works better.
1: You say nine point five? Nine
3: point five. I know I'm going to throw the curve, awesome. but I just love this episode. Um, I've uh, given it a ten, but rarely does a ten happen on this show, so I don't want to screw that up. But um, this is definitely my favorite non—what is it? Non-main storyline-based episode.
1: cool. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Heidi?
0: Um I really liked this one. I liked the um the ideas that it brought up and really made you think. And I did not hate uh Lita. So oh, she didn't she didn't bug me and that was nice. Um I liked that we had so many of the ambassadors. We were only missing Jakar, who technically isn't an ambassador anymore. Um and I liked the all of the we got you know more Mimbari philosophy and uh, I'm gonna go with an 8.5 out of 10 monks who I can't remember their name.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. 8.5. Yeah. All right. Well, how about you, Elizabeth?
2: Uh, I really liked this one. I did. Um, I liked the i the ideas and i like thinking about this kind of thing and i hope we get to do more because i don't think it's even close to being fully explored um so i'm going to give it 8.75 um things (laughs) i can't think of
5: anything
2: uh 8.7 i'll think of something okay
1: what do you say ian
5: First of all, I always remember this episode, but I always forget how good it is and how important it feels in what it addresses i I'm not sure why that is, but Pra does a great performance in this there's so many little bits and pieces that can be drawn in later on before you know stuff going forward, but this is a standalone story in many ways. And it's a way you do a standalone story. You've got intriguing characters and you've got an idea at the centre of it that makes you think. And we've talked already a lot about it. And, and that goes to show what good episode this is. So I'm going to say 8.25 pieces of the universe trying to understand itself out of 10.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, I really... Enjoyed this episode more than I thought I would. I had kind of forgotten this episode, but when I saw the description, I wasn't looking forward to it. But when I saw it, I actually liked it. I liked the ideas they were presenting. And I think he did a better job of that than he had in previous episodes when he's trying to explore some kind of social issue. So yeah, I really uh, dug it and I'll give it They're all doing Order ratings. I'll give it eight point seven five out of ten. Black roses.
3: So who who did not have a um, a rating, um, Elizabeth? Elizabeth, You're still thinking about it, aren't you? Uh, I have uh, soul sucking cautious. It was another one of mine. (laughs) So it is a (laughs) soul. (laughs) I don't know. It looks. I
0: was like, what the heck is he doing?
3: I was trying mm. to come up with ideas to help you.
2: Okay, I'll just say um, eight point seven five strategically placed neckwear.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> neckwear. Uh, she no should have worn a choker. <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> okay.
1: Our total score is eight point seven five, the best of the season so far. Young season. Mm-hmm. All right, so now let's put on our concealing neckwear and head to feedback land. Oh, uh, where? Okay, wrong tab. Okay, our first co- our first piece of feedback is a comment from Board 99. I'll take this one. Board says this week we have a very special episode of Babylon 5, and damn it, it is very special. Passing through Gethsemane may be the single best standalone episode in all five years of Babylon 5, at least for me. And yet it does something that usually annoys viewers to standalone episodes in long-running series. It sidelines the regular characters in favor of a new character whom we've never met before, and for an added bonus, is beloved by the regular characters even though we've never seen him on screen before mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Of course, it helps if you have Brad Dourif to play Brother Edward. It also helps that Edward's story is so interesting. Passing through Gethsemane is generally interesting as science fiction... As a moral exploration of the human effects of an imagined technological innovation. It's not an interesting plot, seeing as it's entirely predictable how this has to play out once the premise of the story becomes clear. In fact, it's pretty much tragic inevitability all the way. It's Oedipus the King. In fact, a person finds out that they are not who they think they are, which is to say, predictably, which is to say, predictably is not a problem here. Thanks, Board.
2: Thank you, Board.
1: Oh,
3: yeah. Awesome. I agree. Thank you.
1: Our next email is from Laurie. Let's take that.
0: I can do that. Hello, Ambassadors, Commanders, and Visitor. Overall, a very good episode made much better by Brad Dory playing Brother Edward. I think the story might not have been nearly as effective with someone else playing the part. I did have sympathy for him at the end. I will be curious to hear all of your views. Some general comments on the episode. We get to see Kosh's ship right at the outset. Did anyone guess that Lita might come out, and were you happy to see her? (laughs) I (laughs) I think we addressed that. Um, It looked like, yeah?
3: Oh, I was just, I didn't expect her when, I just thought he was gonna, you know, do his Kosh thing to... Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I mm-hmm. I was happy to see her actually I think yeah when I first saw this I was like oh it's not um <clears throat> it's not uh what's her name who must not be named
0: <laughs> <laughs> it looked like Ivanova did not want to be in the same place as the Borlon ship I wonder if it creeps her out more since she's a bit telepathic and perhaps can sense more about it
4: Carl like was
2: seen I didn't even uh, I didn't get that she was creeped out though I I thought she was
0: seemed fascinated but. That's just me. Mm. Yeah. Carl was not happy to see her back initially as he did not find her interesting in the prior episodes. But what exactly has changed with her? And what do you all think happened to her in Vorlon space? Gills and perfect health. That could be useful. Anyone up for a trip to the Vorlons? (laughs) Do you think her psi abilities could have changed as well? Ooh, maybe she got some of Talia's power that we never got to see.
3: Oh. She can float a penny through space.
0: Woo. <laughs> Pennies lead to bigger things. Um, I loved the scene where Alondo corners her and comes off so happy to see her. Why was he so intent on information about the Vorlons? Does it have something to do with anything he learned from the shadows? I liked the line, the Vorlons do not pick up hitchhikers, reminiscent of Douglas Adams. It will be interesting to see what she does now that she is protected by Kosh and no longer limited by Psychor rules. Brother Theo was stellar again in the episode. His manner of forgiveness is almost infectious to those around him who were not willing to forgive so much, like Sheridan and Garibaldi. I believe their views were changed by the end. Anyone else? Both Carl and I thought the scene where Brother Theo was looking through the bars at Brother Edward was shot exceptionally well and wonderfully acted and lit. You get to hear a little bit more about Valen from Lanier, but it goes by pretty quickly. Looking forward to your thoughts on this. Again, a great thought-provoking episode with two solid storylines. Quotes, Dylan to Garibaldi, You support a system that would leave everyone blind and toothless. And then, if missed, Lita's quote, So if someone were to turn me in, I'd find him. And before they took me, I'd plant a nightmare deep in his mind where no one else could find or remove it. And that person would spend every night for the rest of his life screaming. And then Londo, fine. You keep your threats to yourself. Nightmares. (laughs) The way my life has been going lately, who'd notice? (laughs) And then ratings, Carl. Two death luck charms. Human, killed (laughs) woman. Alien, kosh. Lori, 8.75. Killed woman. Yes, killed woman. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah,
5: the woman you saw on screen for about I don't even know if she was killed. But
0: okay, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And then Lori's is 8.75. Gil's beaming light. And human, brother Edward, alien, Kosh.
3: That's a Thanks, great guys. score from Carl, isn't it? Because he does a negative three to three, I think. Or a, yeah. I, I've I, never yeah, actually yeah, figured yeah, out. I can't really figure really this out. a strong yeah. And I, I, okay. I, can I do this? I've always been doing this into the headphones and screaming it. And so people look at me strangely. But I'm sorry, Carl, but I have to do it because it's so cool. It's The Walking Dead. Carl! <laughs> uh,
5: sorry.
1: Oh, Carl doesn't listen to our show. <laughs> um, 8.75 yeah,
2: is a surprising uh, popular rating today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> this episode brought it out um yeah laura will be our guest next week and possibly carl will make an appearance that would be
5: awesome that could be fun
1: (laughs) next we have an email from melanie w who wants to take that
2: okay um hi down below this is the episode in which i joined the brother theo fan club i'm really looking forward to hearing your discussions on this one it's a great episode but i feel like i will probably like it even more after listening to the podcast I hope that's the case. (laughs) Once again, JMS does a great job at raising questions. Without thinking too much about it, the futuristic mind wipe followed by community service may seem like a good idea. But is it? I love how JMS doesn't hand out answers. Instead, he forces his audience to think. It took me a few times of watching the episode to catch it, but the end almost seemed like Brother Edward atoning for the sins of Charles Dexter. Now Now that I've noticed it, it seems obvious. The Ambassadors were right, Lita's back. It seems like the Cycor are going to have to go up against the Vorlons if they want her. Ooh, I really want to see that. Alondo is continuing on his path without Veer around to act like his conscience. I still can't figure out his logic, though. Arriving in a Vorlon transport seems to indicate that someone is also under their protection, and he was still making threats. This is getting long, but there's one other thing I want to say. Sheridan was either having a really bad day or he's not that good at chess. Most experienced (laughs) players admit defeat before their mate in one move, but Sheridan acted like he was winning. Even if your opponent gets you in some trap, you tend to notice it before your mate. Excuse me. I'm sorry.
5: (coughs) Yeah, but we've seen how Sheridan behaves when he's losing. He's not the best loser, shall we say? <laughs> He's like a golden retriever, take the board and throw it across
3: the room.
2: <laughs> uh, rating eight, bonus for forcing the audience to think. Point five, final rating eight point five. Human of the week, brother Edward, alien Kosh. He didn't do much, but the only other options I still remember are Lando and the Centauri telepath. Quotes: Lando, the Vorlons don't pick up hitchhikers. Uh, brother Edward's quote about gambling. Um Dylan, we believe that the universe itself is conscious in a way that we can never truly understand. It is engaged in a search for meaning, so it breaks itself apart, investing its own consciousness in every form of life. We are the universe trying to understand itself. Uh Garibaldi Nobody's ever been to the Vorlon homeworld and back again, and yet she goes and comes back like she just took a trip to the corner store. And now she's working for Kosh. Is anyone else as creeped out about this as I am? Best regards, Melanie the the what now? The Krakovian Veer fan. Thanks,
1: thank Melanie. you, Melanie. Thanks, Melanie. I'm sorry if
2: I mangled that, mangled that last part. Oh, I
1: going to figure out how to pronounce that word. It's yeah. a place in Poland.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Krakow, oh, yeah, Krakow, I think Krakow, it might Krakowian. be Krakovian then.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I probably said it
5: wrong last week too. So. I think there might be a place in Poland called Krakow, something Krakow. like that. Anyway. yeah, on, that's on. it, Krakow. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be a Krakowian.
2: I guess I'm used to seeing Oof. it sell with a K. Uh,
1: next we have an email from Corey. I'll take this one, and not just
5: because it's a short one. <laughs> He's kind of my <laughs> job. Hello, CNC and ambassadors. I just have a couple of quick things. I get the parallels they were trying to make between Edward and Malcolm, but did Malcolm even have a trail? How long after he killed (laughs) Brother Edward did they impose the penalty of death of personality and under what authority? Did his family get to visit and say their goodbyes? It seems as though it was nearly immediate within a few days, which bothered me a bit. And what's up with Cost transforming from Dawn the Key to Kathy the (laughs) To the room, mate. I don't know what reference
2: that's. That's a Buffy reference. It's awesome. Oh,
5: Dawn to the key (laughs) and Kathy the mate. Yeah, I get the reference now.
2: Oh, awesome!
5: Someday I will Uh, get the references. (laughs) Thanks, Corey.
2: Thanks, Corey.
1: Well, Malcolm was a criminal, so he probably lost the right to speak to us. I don't know. Yeah, but it did happen very quickly. It
2: did really quickly.
1: It had to happen by the end of the episode yeah, exactly. I just put two weeks in there just said two weeks to make it seem like it wasn't so quick
5: yeah yeah
1: and uh, next we have an email oh thanks Courtney. next we have an email from Victor and I'll take this one he says the episode's title suggested it would be a religious story and unfortunately it was <laughs> when Dylan was babbling on with her religious mumbo jumbo even Mr. Exposition could barely get a word in edgewise about Balin but the silver lining was the return of Lita Alexander, rogue telepath. Just as I predicted, she has received passage through Vorlon space, and she is now working for Kosh. Can the French maid uniform be far behind? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what when are we turning Rondo... Kosh
5: into? What are we turning him into? <laughs>
1: When Londo learns of Lido's return, he tries to pump her for information, offering both the carrot and the stick. But since Londo is in league with the Shadows and Lido works for the Vorlons, they are on opposite sides of the fence now. Not that they were ever BFFs before, as she explains, and the new leader is not someone you want mad at you. The main story concerned criminal justice and punishment versus rehabilitation. They are important subjects, but that's not why I watch B5, and those topics don't really interest me. So despite a few highlights with Lita, was she uploading something to caution that final scene? I will rate this one 7 Garibaldi's Electric Bleachers out of 10. Regards, Victor.
3: Thanks, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Oh, it's always nice to have a different viewpoint.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Next is from Anka. Who's taking that one?
0: I'll take that one. Hi, Down Below Team. I'm sorry I dropped off the review grid for a while, but I'm finally back. And so is Leda. And she didn't just drop by to say hi and introduce herself as the due aide of Ambassador Kosh. She actually got to help a little in this episode. I'm not sure what to make of passing through Gethsemane. Sometimes I like it a lot, and sometimes I dislike the whole Christianity forgiveness idea. Of course, Brother Edward is introduced as the nicest, most humble person. Even when we find out what he did, we know he is not the same person anymore. I enjoyed the story around Edward finding out about his past, but it was a bit too obvious. Garibaldi bringing up the mind-wiping topic to Delenn basically told us all we needed to know about what was going to happen. Maybe that wasn't the case the first time around. I don't know anymore. Not the things that happened to Brother Edward, but the ending is what makes the episode work. But I also, every time, feel like Brother Theo is being a jerk to Sheridan. Of course, (laughs) the episode wants to make us like this humble guy, Brother Edward, and we despise what is done to him. But then right away, the episode turns it around on us, holds up its middle finger, and tells us, now what do we feel about this new member of the Order? And I don't know, honestly. I guess that makes it a good episode. At least a better, more clever episode than other standalone episodes. Okay, I would say I give it 7 out of 10 blind and toothless criminals.
1: <laughs> Human <laughs> of the
0: Week, Brother Edward. Great performance by Brad Doriff. Alien of the Week, I give it to Lanier. Do you have a moment to talk about Valen? <laughs> Valen's <laughs> oh, witnesses comes to mind.
3: Oh, Avalon <laughs> Five is kind of like an airport. So.
2: <laughs> what if he has flyers?
3: Great. <laughs>
1: oh, Thank you, God, Anka. Thanks, Anka. <laughs> Lastly, we have a Facebook comment from Jan.
5: I can take Jan's.
3: Uh, okay. Before you do, I just wanted to say thanks to Jan for. Um, uh, switching with me, um, that was extraordinarily nice of him. So uh, much kudos to Jan. Um, anyway, th- but that was yeah, uh, I think it a great
5: both of you. Have, you know, had great things to say.
3: Yeah, yeah. He had he had a good episode uh, to make fun of, and I had a good episode to to reflect on. And some those can be both great, I think. So
5: okay, so. sorry. I'm, Yeah, no, that's all right. I'll get right into Jan's feedback. I'm having a weekend-long visit from a friend, so here's a short bit of feedback for passing through Gethsemane. I really like this episode as a standalone one. We get more about the death of personality wrapped up in a good story. We get some more about the monks who arrived on the station a little while ago, and I recall that a high. Lady and Elizabeth wanted that aspect to be more than a one-time event. Wish granted, Brother Edward gets into a crisis of faith and resolves a question that he has wondered about for a long time and really finds his basis for that faith. The theme of forgiveness goes right through Babylon 5, as we've seen already. Just think of Jakar. We can't find it in his heart to... who can't find it in his heart to forgive even the who does apologize? Favorite human, Brother Edward. Favorite alien, Lanier. Favorite quote, forgive, cap, forgive the captain, I think you interrupted his train of thoughts. Forgiveness is a hard thing, is it not, Captain? Episode rating, 9 out of 10 Black Rose Killers. That's all for this time. Be careful because soon you will reach the point of no return. Jan.
0: Thanks, Jan. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. you Thank need you. to be Thank careful about granting can. wishes. You start to sound like Mr. Morton. Morton. <laughs>
3: There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> Thanks for all the great feedback, everybody. Once again, if you want to leave feedback, that's mail at downbelowpodcast.com or leave a comment on downbelowpodcast.com or make a comment in the Facebook group
4: Thank
1: or tweet you. at us. Oh, let's get on to predictions. The next episode is Voices of Authority.
0: <laughs> more trouble with EarthGov. People are going to be popping up on the screen right and left, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and oh yeah. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah,
0: maybe we find
2: Gov. more about the um the program, the mysterious mm. program, maybe. Uh uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: yeah. Skynet. No. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> it's all connected. Um, yeah, that's what came to mind for me too. Was um, was EarthGov. Um, Sounds like a good one. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh Overall predictions. I would like to uh, echo your wish that we see more of, uh, of this um, mind-wiping stuff because I find it very interesting.
2: Yeah. I wonder if they could mind wipe a sigh.
0: Hmm.
2: Well, I, I guess they've implanted personalities and stuff into a sigh, so I guess it would have uh, it would it would probably take similar. more. But yeah.
0: Interesting.
2: Um well, do you have any uh I don't know, thoughts about what Lita what Lita's role's gonna be?
0: Um swimming?
2: <laughs> Space <laughs> swimming. She's gonna go find Kodoth. Yes!
4: She's
0: going to be a coat off the back, and then Lita will be my favorite character after coming <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh,
2: do you have anything? Uh, no, I thought it was interesting, though, that they basically told us that she, you know, like she said, oh, I'm going to be gone a lot, so it's kind of like building it into the whole yes,
0: yeah. guest, guest
2: actors aren't there all the time uh, thing. Like,
0: okay, she'll be there when we need her.
2: Yeah, periodically. Uh, uh, hmm. Like, I don't know, I'm, I'm formulating some theories, but I can't quite get there yet. About Kosh, or the Vorlons and Lita, and how they're how she would be used.
3: Yeah, what kind of errands do the Vorlons need? Yeah. They've yeah. been around for a billion years, and so, what do else they do they really they really need? need a
2: <gasps> She's like their Morden.
0: <laughs>
2: she granting wishes? The
0: Shadows have
2: Doctor Warden
0: and they have Lita. (laughs) I'm not sure that the that the Borlongs can win. (laughs) Based on those uh, those
2: odds, I (laughs) Well the Shadows have Doctor Warden and Sheridan's ex wife, so Ah yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or wife, I guess.
5: I don't know.
0: Yes, I guess she would be his current wife still.
5: You're forgetting Jack the Ripper.
0: Yes, and they have yeah. that. Answer, but yeah. I don't
5: really count him as an asset. Yeah.
3: The Vorlons yeah. Have Jack the I thought they were just gonna let him die out, weren't they? That was his wish. Well that's what he wants. That's what he wants. I don't know what the Vorlons want.
0: So yeah, not really a lot of predictions that came out of this uh this story. But what I would like to
2: know is like we haven't really seen any size and their views on religion. I'm wondering if like their sciability affects their view on belief in uh, religion, I don't know.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: In some way. In what way, you know? Yeah. That'd be interesting. Because, yeah, I want to see that now. (laughs) (laughs) Religious size and how that would manifest.
4: Yeah, Mm. I
3: don't know. The monks got even more curious you know, with all the different alien religions. So, there's a I don't know if any of you guys have read or seen The Power of Myth by Joseph Campbell about yeah. common things. The monks are pretty much living that. What, what are the what are the common themes through everything? So,
4: yeah. who knows?
3: Yeah. So, I guess the size already know because they can read your mind, but... So, maybe that's their motto is we already know everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Knowledge is intoxicating.
5: <laughs> so, they're anti-John Snow's. <laughs> they know everything. <laughs> they
2: think they know everything.
1: Oh, Derek, thank you for joining us this week.
3: Oh, thank well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It's been awesome. Yeah. Um, you guys have the best freaking. See, I censored myself there too. Freaking <laughs> podcast on the net, I think. And oh, thank you. you. That's so <laughs> nice. Sorry. Sorry. So, and it's fun. It's really. St- Okay, like I said, this is my first ever podcast, so I was expecting that kind of music that you put in later to, like, whoosh and swell. (laughs) I love that kind of stuff. But um, So, yeah, um, there's an episode later in the season that hasn't been claimed that I might have my eye on. But Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see. But, but yeah, no, thank you. This is awesome. So this is definitely the epitome of audience participation.
5: (laughs) Well, thank you very much. I I mean, if you don't get that episode, make sure you sign up for something in season four when we eventually get there.
3: Oh, Oh, most definitely. So most definitely. So, but thanks to, thanks to you guys. It's, it's been great. So I'll call you the Rocky horror picture show of podcasts. So, which is a good thing. (laughs) So very good thing.
2: I'll be Uh, Janet, I guess.
3: (laughs) Oh boy, does bring back the memories. So, but thank LB, you. I've uh, yeah. been toilet training this weekend, so this is a nice respite from uh, getting our two-year-old to go back <laughs> to toilet training. So, so thank you, well, thank you for giving me an outlet. <laughs> thank you for giving me an outlet for a little while until I have to go back upstairs. So, <laughs> well, thank you for
5: coming aboard.
1: Yeah. Thanks. All right. Well. That's all we have this week, folks. Uh, we'll be back next time for Voices of Authority. Until next time, goodbye.
5: Bye. Thank you. Broke off.
1: Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also down below podcast.com, Facebook.com slash group slash down below podcast, and twitter.com slash down